What's up, Johnny? How I think doing? I think we should just change the name <laughs> of the podcast to Bluetooth Connection Issues. Yeah. Uh, oh, Bluetooth paired successfully will just be the intro uh, song. No more crappy X-Files rips from YouTube piped in. It'll just be that gentle, gentle, oh so familiar voice. Bluetooth paired successfully. <sighs> well, here we are. We're here. We're doing it. We are here. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome, folks. To yeah, another well, exciting <laughs> episode of the of the <laughs> Bluetooth malfunction files, uh, the sorry the the F one files brought to you by an entire ecosystem of incompatible Bluetooth devices. Mm-hmm. I have not heeded previous warnings and have tried to pair and successfully paired the current Bluetooth device that is now working very well on my computer. I paired it with my phone and it just thought my computer was an alien invader and just was wasn't on board with it anymore even as we're successfully communicating with each other right now i am very unsuccessfully trying and retrying to mm. uh connect my bluetooth trackpad to oh uh, wow so the bluetooth ghost has jumped from one device to another device i feel like we are successfully nailing finally on episode lucky episode number 13 uh that uh we're, we're nailing the x-files theme we've got ghosts in our uh in our machines uh we've got ghosts in our pants <laughs> um, but here we are yeah let's let's let's, let's i mean to, yeah. if the x-files was made today they could probably dedicate half a season just to like bluetooth malfunctions and just For like, sure. yeah, and it would just be like, oh, God, you know, I couldn't get my, you know, I could hear through my headphones, but the microphone wasn't working. So I had to meet a guy in a parking garage and talk to him about uh, how to and get he it was, all straightened he out. Was ju- he was jeweling. It's like no longer the, yes, the cigarette yeah. smoking man. It's like the, the jeweling teen uh, yeah. that's in like. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, <laughs> It was like, hold on, let me check how much, uh, let me check my current Jewel status on my connected app to my Jewel. Uh, I, I will, I will accept payment in vape juice. Uh, all right. Yep. Welcome back to the X1 Files, folks. It's happening. Uh, Did you say I, the X1 Files? <laughs> yes. Uh, um, uh, the the perfect blended uh, version. Maybe we should do like uh, an X1 Files on Halloween. Do we release on Halloween? Will there be a Halloween episode? There, there will. will absolutely be a Halloween episode. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll call back to this lucky number 13 as the X one files. So yeah, Mm -hmm. welcome back. The real name of this podcast is the F one files. Uh, I am your host, (laughs) comedian, (laughs) improviser and writer, Corey Willis. What's up? This is John Lapore. I'm a creative director making all sorts of futuristic shenanigans for crazy Mm -hmm. movies, silly tech products and and very slow cars. Yes, that's the slowest of cars, which are gas-powered cars because electric cars are faster than petrol-powered cars at this point. Hey, fast, fast gas cars, fast electric cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh well, that hey, that normally we do talk about the the race that's happening, but since this is a down week, we don't have uh, an actual F one race to to chit chat about. But we do have some new stuff that includes some actual petrol and gas news uh the the regulations have been kind of softly floated out there for 2026 uh f1 is has said uh that they are looking at uh refining the the regulations that they have in place right now and part of that is going to be fuel efficiency that's a, a massive part hmm. and um yeah, so I just uh, let's let's ch- uh, can we just jump right into that? Can we just chat uh, immediately about? Yeah, I'm I'm actually. Can you break down what is the like? What are the broad strokes? Because I think there's some really fascinating opportunities in there, especially as like yeah. F1 being in it, and I feel like it hasn't done as much of this in modern times, but 
through the 90s, F1 was like a huge innovation hub of technologies that would then immediately trickle down to to road cars and whatnot and everything from like anti-lock brakes to traction control and and things like that to crumple uh, zones i mean the reason yeah. that your engine doesn't end up in your in the cabin of your car at this point <laughs> when you get into a front-end collision your steering column doesn't turn into a javelin pointed at your sternum yeah 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 uh that's all that all has to do with f1 safety innovations uh which we are actually uh we are recording on uh the the unfortunate anniversary weekend of mm-hmm. uh losing uh not only um uh, Ayrton Senna, but Roland Ratzenberger as well, both lost tragically at uh, at the Imola Grand Prix at that race um, mm-hmm. at that track. If you watched the race last week, you saw some people looking at this gorgeous statue that they have of Senna and the, yep. the, the tribute wall and everything. Um, but yeah, it was a uh, um, uh, this is this is an interesting weekend. There's a lot that that has happened and. I think the knock-on effects of Senna's uh, and and Ratzenberger's death that uh, their deaths that weekend uh, has a lot to do with the, the the upgrade and the changes to the safety regulations. Uh, because straight away, one of the things that they want to do, uh, I'll kind of go out of order here with with the like the kind of loose bullet points that the the FIA uh, talked about, but um, was reducing the the overall size of the vehicles. So like these mm-hmm. these F1 cars are like they if you see them in person they look much more like the the length of uh of like an Escalade uh of just like a huge SUV. They're so long and very wide. They're just super low to the ground so they don't look that big on TV and there's nothing to really compare them to other than looking at like the safety car or the medical car. But if you look at those cars, those are also huge coupes with massive engines, and they're dwarfed by the length of these uh, of these F1 cars. And part of that is because they needed to create these safety structures uh, and these the 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 monocoque that the the these pilots. I mean, they're drivers, but they're pilots. They're like tucked into this carbon fiber tub with all these uh, crash structures that jut out off of them. That are then wrapped in carbon fiber and wrapped in uh, aerodynamic components, but a lot of what you see on those cars, uh, like the roll hoop, the, the the literal hoop that's above the driver's head, uh, and the halo device that encircles them, uh, the crash structures that Mercedes now you can see that because the the non pods you can see that side impact crash structure. That's what the the mirrors sit mm-hmm. on. Um, that big weird square or rectangular looking thing that juts out of the back of the car that lights up when the cars are on intermediate or wet tires, Uh, that central lighting structure, that's a crash structure so that if someone runs into the back of them, it won't destroy the, (laughs) the engine and gearbox and send that into the cockpit. So there's a lot of stuff that is wrapped and hidden, but if you strip down these components and the aerodynamic components, these cars are huge. They're, they're massive. And it makes them much harder to navigate on small tracks on these older tracks like Imola uh, mm-hmm. uh, and Monaco. Uh, it makes for very difficult passing because they're so long that to literally get past the cars, you have these these cars when they're like nose to tail are almost the length of a school bus. Like it is wild. So you're taking a car, you're taking two vehicles in tandem the length of a school bus and trying to get them around a corner at 90 miles an hour, like that's, it's not possible. So they're looking at reducing that and making it more streamlined. And that would then have these knock-on effects of efficiency throughout the rest of the regulations. But that's kind of where it all starts is they want to reduce the overall size, the overall length, and the overall weight of these vehicles uh, because it's, I, I wrote it down here. It's a 40, what is it? A 43% increase. Uh, oh no, sorry. That's a different, that's a different stat that I wrote down. Um, they are uh, 31% larger from 2009 to 2018. The cars increased in size by 31%. Damn. Which is, I mean, we've, we've been going to races since then. And yeah. I can't say that I, 
would say that I was like, oh yeah, if you had to put a percentage on how much those cars increased, I would not say even 10%. Yeah, I I, I would have thought like, eh, it's probably been a few inches here and there over the years, yeah. but that's, that's pretty serious. in nine seasons, like, and only two regulation changes in that amount of time. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of growth for <laughs> the same formula, um, which is part, part of why we saw the formula needing to change and why there is such a drastic change in the raceability of these cars this year, because they were operating on a very old formula with cars that were getting bigger and longer and heavier, uh, necessarily, but it was a problem. Uh, so that's hey, I cool mean, small, smaller, lighter cars. I think that's good in many different ways. Certainly the, probably the most important of which is that a lot easier for cars to navigate around each other, on a track exactly hopefully exactly. making uh, leaving a little extra cushion for the pushing yeah yeah and that has also been helped with like uh one of the other things that they're working on which is followability so that's like the idea that these yeah. cars can just sit off of each other because yeah. there's no wild turbulent wake being thrown off so they can race mm-hmm. and that that'll make that has made for much more entertaining racing in these first few races this season than I can say. That's for sure. Pretty much no all question. the season. Yeah. So but what's yeah, that, uh, t- talk to me about the the fuel efficiency component. So what they're doing there with the fuel is by 2026 when they have this engine change because that's like they're changing mm-hmm. over the power units. Uh, that's part of why Porsche and Audi are showing up is because we have this big regulation change. Uh, part of the, the fuel efficiency thing is they're going to a 100% sustainable fuel model. So the idea of taking a, a biodiesel compound that already right now it's a hybrid fuel. It's a fuel that you can't run in any other kind of vehicle. Uh, but they have the idea of running like a biofuel that is sourced from, I don't think it'll be ethanol because I just watched a very boring to most people, but a super cool uh, engineering video about the inefficiencies of ethanol and E85 mm-hmm. and how it's like way, it's so much worse for the environment uh, than any other alternative and actually is worse for the environment than just straight up petrol. Like it yeah. takes more from the environment and destroys right, to, usable lands. Yeah. yeah, the uh, the the output of it is not as harmful, but it's it's what it takes to to get yeah. there. I mean, the, all of these things. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, sorry, I won't I won't go on to a but that's I mean a wild all... tangent. But there's yeah, there's a lot of complex stuff there to to get yeah. to what is actual practical sustainability. So they're they're looking at uh, a special cocktail. I've always wished that there was that just fuel alone, mm-hmm. like say like the amount of fuel was like the only limitation for the formula and that it was just like yeah. V6, V12, you know, turbo, normally aspirated, hybrid assist, run whatever you want. You only get every team only gets this amount of fuel. Like they roll it out in barrels, and like yeah, like and maybe maybe even for the whole weekend. Like you can use a little bit for qualifying. You can use you know whatever. And uh, I think you know may get to that point. I I mean because there will be such a shift. There's looking to be such a dramatic shift in the way that they, the way that horsepower is produced in these cars. Uh, that mm-hmm. they may be able to kind of homologate the fuel usage, uh, which I don't uh, That'd be really tricky, though, because you have companies like Shell that are, are Ferrari loyalist. If you look at the yeah. Ferrari livery, every single one for most of its modern history has a Shell uh, emblem on it uh, for Shell gas. Uh, then Mercedes is Petronas, right? Like it's Petronas. That is a fuel additive company. So all the fuel that Mercedes puts in their car has Petronas uh, as like an additive. So it's it'd be hard to make it just easy and simple and streamlined because there's going to be a lot of financial pushback. But it's a po- it's possible. It may happen. It could. It's uh it's it's kind of funny, it, you know, especially when you mention the sponsorship and there's been over the years particularly with Ferrari and Marlboro 
Oh, this yeah. hyper distorted sort of way of a sponsorship, like it being so adamant that Marlboro, you know, which is for for decades was an enormous sponsor yeah. in Formula One and a key piece of uh, a key piece of, you know, Ayrton Senna's legacy, seeing that Marlboro uh, sort of Chevron shape yeah. draped over the McLaren. And so when we got to a point where tobacco advertising was not allowed on the cars, Marlboro still was supplying the same amount of money to the team, if not mm-hmm. more. And there was just this sort of like agreement of like, well, you know, just in in the place where our logo would normally be, there would be this barcode shape. And the barcode shape was like designed in a way where like if you like, you know, hit yourself in the face and looked at it, you'd be like, uh, it's almost like Kinda the Marlboro like shape, Marlboro, like, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. a magic eye version of the Marlboro shape. And now yeah, the way that like the paint scheme. So we're talking about John specifically talking about the way that they would like match the paint and the geometric patterns of the paint and then overlay a logo and then put a logo next to another logo so that if you like squint your eyes and are barely paying attention, it's like, well, that could be a Marlboro logo. <laughs> could be. And, and so now we have on the Ferrari cars, their like title sponsor mm-hmm. has been for a few seasons now. Mission Win Now, which mm-hmm. for, like when I first saw that, I was just like, I couldn't make any sense out of it. And like I was just looking at jumbled letters and whatnot. But I immediately just sort of like instinctually assumed the barcode is gone. It's still the Ferrari. And now there's a giant other logo in its place. Obviously, must be Marlboro. It's got to be tobacco like, related. And you, yeah, and like you, you, if you go looking at like missionwinnow.com or whatever it is, it's almost like this sort of like puzzle. It's like, you know, you're mm-hmm. trying to like decode a, a zodiac killer uh, letter. And eventually you do get to the point of like, yeah, it's. It's, it's Philip Burroughs. So it's I can, 100%. I it's see, the same company. It's the same holding company and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see a scenario where, like, Shell would happily be a sponsor for, like, Formula E to be, like, you know, yep, batteries brought to the track on giant tractor-trailer trucks that were full of gasoline made by At Shell. Our li- yeah, literally, yeah. Just as long as they still get some sort of recognition or, like, familiarity with the brand of formula one i think these companies will bend over backwards or create literal shell companies that will still operate and still pull in revenue and still pull like Mm -hmm. sales and repute you know reputation because you're associated with the highest performing engineering teams on the planet right like you still want that um, I mean, it's the, yeah, and it's, I mean, there's so many weird sponsorship shenanigans and, and whatnot that I think the most casual of fans could easily be duped by things like the fact that we have an Aston Martin team that has yeah. no, you know, that is not an Aston, no Martin. Aston Martin components anywhere within the vehicle or anything of that nature. Yeah. Uh, it is bizarre. There is such an interesting corporate network uh, that is involved with formula one and influences formula one that is either tangentially involved or directly involved um uh, there's a there's this big thing about uh carlos tavares who is like made this announcement about hmm uh, i think like formula one doesn't really have like a future outside of formula e i think they need to merge and all these networks were picking this up so i was like who the hell is this carlos tavares guy like i've got he's got to be someone of import and it's like oh yeah he is the ceo of the psa group and the psa group is the massive auto group that basically runs like fiat uh and all and peugeot and citron and they merge. Yeah, he's, he is with he is the guy behind Stellantis, Stellantis. which is now like the yep. most you know the most evil sounding James Bond villain corporation out there. But is you know it's a serious us. Uh, and I've I've actually had uh, the pleasure of having some contact with some folks that are working directly for Carlos. And I will say 
they yeah. vouch that he's kind of a bad like he's like oh a yeah former he's a former rally racer and and all sorts of uh yeah he's like a portuguese national who's like deeply involved with international sport and like has cut his teeth as an athlete uh and is now like made it to the pinnacle in his specific discipline but just like some of the so like i was like oh right yeah, I know that Stellantis is like a pretty big company. I know that they run like it's like Chrysler and Fiat and stuff. And then I went and looked at the brands and just to rattle off a few, it is Chrysler, Alfa Romeo, Fiat, Dodge, uh, Lancia, um, Maserati, Opel, Peugeot, Ram, of course, uh, and Vauxhall. So like it covers quite literally the full spread. Uh, and I'm mm -hmm. sure they're involved with like, in, well, Fiat is involved with industrial and like um, large scale uh, manufacturing equipment, too. So like they're involved in manufacturing and automotive engineering across the board. So the fact that the CEO like casually mentioned when asked about like, well, what do you think about F1 in the future? Like, you know, as like a sustainable thing, he was like, there's no way. <laughs> I was like, uh oh, I don't that, uh, I don't like to hear that. Uh, someone who loves the sport and also has a the most financial stake in it, like literally on the planet. He is the person whose opinion mm -hmm. matters the most. That was a, a big a big thing uh, that that like kind of popped up this past week too. Uh, that like threw me for a loop. Eh, Formula One will be fine in the future. It's just that like in thirty years, who knows what it's going to look like? You know, I mean, thirty years ago, Johnny, I couldn't have told you that this is what it would have looked like now. You know, I don't, there's no way that we could have predicted that this is what the sport would look like. So who knows what it'll look like in 30 years, you know? Um, yep. 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 Yeah. I think it's um, all, uh, it's, it's either, uh, we're back to V 12s or it's, uh, you know, uh, remotely piloted electric drones, uh, yeah. with, you know, laser well, that's, wheels, that's, throwing banana oh, peels at each other and, this and whatnot. Is, this is you're joking, but this is quite literally part of the new regulations that were floated out is the idea of uh, potential remote safety control. So the idea mm -hmm. of like race control potentially or teams having these like kill switches that you could potentially shut a car down remotely and the driver wouldn't even have to be uh, in control. This is that whole like. The idea of floating out like, hey, if you like go outside of track margins, maybe we cut your engine by uh, 30% and you only have 70% engine uh, for the next sector. If you've like exceeded track limits instead of an actual time penalty, maybe we automate it, right? Like that is something that's being floated now. Not that, mm -hmm. but like things that could eventually cascade into something like that. Uh, yep. Is that's a very real thing, and that also made me a little nervous. <laughs> um, these drivers already have so many other things, uh, like that they're able. Well, to imagine do even like team orders. You know, when when really? the drivers aren't following team orders, they can get a little electric shock, or yeah. uh, or just you know get a. They they force them to turn the AC on in the car, which saps like ten percent of the power. <laughs> just just a whole bunch of F one cars ripping around a track. You hear like compressors kicking on as the mm -hmm. ACs. Yeah, that's uh that so that's that's a that's a scary but interesting looking thing. But they're also so this is all like kind of it all is wrapped around the idea of reducing like drag on these cars and increasing safety and increasing the spectacle of racing. So the idea of making less aerodynamic uh, wakes that are thrown off of these these cars will then impact the raceability, which then impacts the ability of the vehicle itself to function efficiently, which then could potentially benefit from alternative fuels, right, or be offset by fuels. The fact that they're removing the MGUH component in 2026, which is going to help out with removing some of the not removing the efficiency but removing some of the power from these vehicles uh removing some of their ability to take off and use clean air uh to their benefit which will then compound their ability to break out and become less raceable mm -hmm. uh so there's just a lot of stuff in that area that we're just trying to make the spectacle more interesting 
Uh, and the last little thing that they they kind of were talking about that isn't like mechanical or aerodynamic or engine um, having to do with engines uh, is the fact that they are doubling the amount of sprints next year. So from 2023, mm-hmm. there will yep. be six sprint races following this format that we did this year. Uh, this is the the 43 percent uh, statistic that I, I misquoted earlier. Uh, they saw a 43% increase in viewership of the sprint races, hmm. which me and they immediately like within a few days released this statement uh, after yeah. the first sprint race. So that all the teams were like, yep, we're getting more visibility. It's more, it's more challenging mm-hmm. for all of us. This makes sense. So I'm disappointed that the sprints are doing so well only because I was hoping that they'd have to like drastically tinker with the sprint formula. Like I am, I'm still, I still very much am like interested in like they do a sprint where all of them are driving a child's power wheels, you know? Yeah. Uh, I want to, I want to sprint where, uh, they're all in rowboats, you know. Or everyone's given the 2021 Haas uh, car. That, yes, like the yeah. 2021 Haas spec. Yep. Uh, so this is like, oh, this car is not drivable. It's very fast, but like so scary. Or put them, oh, make the sprint karting. Just give them all carts. Uh, I know. But it's the same track. Uh, and yep. they have to pick racing lines on carts. And it's only like a couple of laps. But that would be such a fun race to watch all these grown-up men yep. ripping around in some of their own literal branded carts because, like, some of them yeah. own carting companies. Oh, yeah, they have whole carting teams and everything, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do one um, where they're, like, they're racing each other in the trucks that carry the carting teams from, uh, you know, from from track to track, you know. Yep. Uh, have them. That, uh, that should be it. It's a relay race. You have the oh. number two driver drives the truck and the number one drivers inside the truck on the cart and at like the halfway out. point they're deployed <laughs> spy hunter style. Yeah. And yes. uh I think I that's it. uh I think that's the way to go. You get you it really makes the teams work for each other, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, and it also will create that dynamic of you really that- want to be the number one driver. <laughs> You know, it would be it would be cool if they did do a thing that was like some form of relay race where there wasn't points awarded to individual drivers, but just to the team. And there yeah. was something that, you know, really well, like, uh, like endurance races. I mean, that's what they do with like endurance races yeah. uh, and Le Mans. Like, I mean, yeah, the, the driver teams are awarded, but the individual drivers are not awarded. They get like kudos from yeah. the teams and engineers for hey, you really crushed this sector, but they don't get any actual cash or prizes for that. Uh, it really is a team effort. But yeah, so that's going to be interesting to see what the, if, I mean, because we're going to have 23 races plus uh, three additional sprint races like that. Mm-hmm. They want to increase the spectacle. We are going to get a spectacle next yep. year. It's going to be, it's already a spectacle. And speaking yeah, so of spectacles. Sp- yeah, speaking of spectacle, uh, we, oh. we are days away mm-hmm. from the first ever Miami Grand Prix. Uh, as, as American fans, uh, this is very exciting to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do always wonder, and, and it's interesting to see, I mean, there's a huge amount of hype going into it. F1 seems super invested. Each of the teams seem invested. Like I've just seen nothing, but like every team has been unveiling one by one. They're like Miami themed gear and everyone's like, you know, we're, we're, everything is teal and pink and palm trees and, and whatnot. And like, Uh, you can see like all the, all the teams that like when during the winter break, they had their like media teams and had their drivers go to Miami or mm-hmm. something that looks like Miami and take a whole bunch of photographs. Cause it was like that, like we were saying Monday, all the teams yeah. started releasing their social media campaigns of like, Oh, look at Carlos and Charles on the beach, uh, skimboarding. Yep. And it's like that they're not what, come on. That's <laughs> not what they did. That's not what they do. Uh, yeah. It's just weird. But very funny, and I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. It needs to be a show. All right. So what's the the? There is a definitely, as far as I've seen, there is a single weirdest 
piece of the Miami Grand Prix, uh, which is I, I forget which which corner number it is, but in the infield at the interior, have you seen you've seen this? Yeah, the, this insanity. The uh, there is a there is a fake marina. Yeah, which uh, I I had seen like the architectural drawings for, and it was like whoa. This is kind of silly. Y'all got to chill you're out. Going, you're yeah. going to make a fake body of water with yachts in it, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, presumably to evoke the, <laughs> the prestige, sophistication and elegance of the Monaco, Monaco Grand Prix yeah. uh, in in Miami. And I mean, you know, Miami, when, it's, when a, I think it's a, of, it's a, when it's I a think port of, of Monaco, call. It's a, I think of Miami. No, <laughs> they just start with the same letter. That is, I think, as close as the similarity. Miami is a port of call. There are there are it's boats true. and extravagant boats in Miami. Yes, and, I, and I think yes. it's just this sort of like thing of like extravagant boats are kind of a part of like Formula One culture tangentially right yeah well also and look so, at like valencia when they would have like the race in valencia like seeing all the the yachts pulling up oh yeah um, yeah yeah like all anyone i mean for christ's sake look at abu dhabi it's on the yaz marina like it literally yeah. is the marina is built in this it is built the, into a the, marina so the yeah. teams will bring out their own boats at times and whatnot and their so, own boats right, that have so, boats inside of them and yeah, wow. boats that have their own bodies of water with, <laughs> with, with jet ski uh, jet lap ski pools. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I saw this, saw this on the architectural renderings. I was like, mm-hmm. "All right, that's pretty ridiculous." They're, you're, they're gonna make a a giant pool and put yachts in it. And so this week there was a series of photos that were coming out, and people were like. The boats are there, but the but the water wasn't there yet. The boats were just there, and they were sort of like propped up. And it was like that's weird. They're like mm-hmm. propping the boats up. I would think they would like bring the you know tankers and tankers of water and fill it up, and then the boats would somehow be dropped mm-hmm. in. But I guess maybe it's easier to put the boats in there and then add the water later and whatnot, and then. Uh, the, the master plan was revealed, uh, I think like 48 hours ago and pictures started circulating around. They're like, Oh, the water is there now. And the water is just like, I don't know. It's like a particle board (laughs) surface with, with like a vinyl wrap of, you know, printed out water texture on it. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that, that is, I mean, that takes the this corny idea to a whole new low. Yeah, uh, it is. It is pretty pretty spectacular. Uh, and and I mean, like, I was talking to someone earlier today about it who I thought had a great point. Who was just like, you know what? That would be perfect if it was Las Vegas. Like in Las Vegas, you do that because everything's cartoonishly, absurdly yeah. fake. Yeah. And it would just sort of, you know, it would it would be accepted. But uh yeah, I don't know. It's uh it's, that's that's a little bit of like on the world stage just sort of saying like, Yeah, uh, we don't know what we're doing over here in the well, in the good really, old US of A. Uh it's, it's spectacle above all else. It really it is spectacle above all else, and that all by itself is like it's a scary thing because they're like well the story is the publicity so they don't have to necessarily make it perfect but if we they make it just imperfect enough people will notice and it will become a thing that people will meme and people will talk about and they'll get uh, engagement on so the, there's there is a calculated thing that liberty capital that the the people who run formula one are doing especially when it comes to the u.s if you look at people in the international community looking at this i'm sure they're laughing but people in the u.s i'm sorry but we're dumb enough to talk about it we really are we're dumb mm-hmm. i mean we're mm-hmm. talking about it on a podcast right now uh, right like we'll probably talk about it's it on true. social media too so they know what they're doing um they're gonna take advantage of i mean our- i just i just hope they played their cards right mm-hmm. and daniel ricardo gets on the podium 
and then goes over to that pool after the podium ceremony to do uh, stands by the edge of it and does flop. a belly flop into it and just like you know breaks his nose on the floor uh <laughs> or uses his nose as like uh his perfect nose as like a punch through and it just punches perfectly through the fiberglass mm-hmm. facade and he drops uh 20 feet to like the <laughs> <laughs> the, the clay the muddy swamp clay surface below it a bunch of mole people scatter uh, away and uh yeah um, and they scatter away while chanting oh daniel ricardo oh <laughs> yep. daniel ricardo um yeah well i mean it's a it is a spectacle we will get a spectacle uh that is yeah, what, what what let me ask you what more spectacle do we have in store that we haven't seen <laughs> thrust uh, upon us oh, yet yeah. like i do feel wanna- like there's got to be some some wild stuff coming yeah, so there's definitely well, first of all, there were just some like complications with the the publicity of it all because like the two like oldest representatives of the FIA, this has nothing to do with the US, it's just COVID in the world, both tested positive mm-hmm. for COVID last week. So it's like the people who isn't it the two race directors? Like literally they're the dudes who are oh. The ones does that, mean, of, does that mean we're going to get Michael Massey back in the oh, in the mix, make it a how, as a substitute teacher coming and, back in, and they parachute him in, uh, and he's got like the yep. Miami blue and teal smoke bombs going off behind him. Uh, yep, yep, yeah, um, uh, yeah. During the Star Spangled Banner, it's revealed he's the masked singer who's singing the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh god well that that'll that i i think we're probably uh, there, there, going- it, there, there literally is uh i think i saw somewhere on an agenda that there is going to be like a televised like opening ceremony for the race yeah i'm not sure if i even want to know what that's gonna gonna no. be all about no but i do what i would like to see is i would like to see and i think we will see it uh, we're going to see a lot of cars like ripping through the streets of Miami um, on like publicity stunts. Mm-hmm. We're going to see for sure. We'll see the Red Bull if it hasn't already been released, uh, just like tearing it up. Um, I'd like to see Carlos and Charles like um, I, don't, I mean, I don't want to see like anybody doing blackface, but like. I would like to see like a Tubbs and Crockett <laughs> version of like Charles oh, and they have to. I mean, Lando. they have to hook them up. Like, please, Ferrari, for all that is good in the world, hook these dudes up with like, a white Testarossa. Or not Charles and Lando, Charles and yeah, yeah, Charles Char- and, and Carlos. Charles yeah. and Carlos, uh, set them up with a white Testarossa and send them around the circuit uh, like a few they times. They have to, right? Like, they full on yeah. have to do that. Uh, it is a Ferrari in Miami. We've got to we've got to make it happen. Um, so maybe that's what the opening ceremony is. Is it's like a torch being brought to the stadium, but instead it's like uh, a, it's just like a, a giant brick wrapped in duct tape that uh, <laughs> first arrives to the shore of Miami via a cigarette boat uh, yeah. being. Uh, being piloted uh by uh oh, by, by a few drivers and they hand it off for the next leg of the journey and it goes from like you know a white testarossa to a yeah. white lamborghini countach you know uh, and, yeah we've uh, got to have oh i i mean uh, they're not gonna do it but it'd be so good for them to like swap out a ferrari safety car and like roll out the ferrari suv uh early as like the medical car for oh, the miami right, right. Yeah. Um it's not going to happen but that would be that would be so smart. It would it would have been perfect. Uh I mean so, a a Ferrari SUV to me is about as that's about as cool as 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 plywood water. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. That's that yeah, that would the only thing that would, it would make go me go perfectly. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that would upset me more than seeing the Aston Martin SUV medical car would be seeing a Ferrari SUV medical car. That would be mm-hmm. so upsetting. And by that, I mean medical crossover or whatever. They're Because they're not SUVs. They're more crossovers. And we're not talking about Ferrari uh, road cars, though. We're talking about Ferrari race cars. Do you like that segue? Do you like how I went back? That was beautiful. Back beautifully, beautifully done. Beautifully done. Yeah. And you like What's, how I uh, mentioned the segue uh, instead of just moving on from it? 
I, I mean, that's the most elegant kind of segue. Uh, so, so Corey, uh, what's any any big predictions for our our inaugural Miami Grand Prix? Uh, I think that we are almost certainly going to see Verstappen on the podium again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems as though Red Bull has sorted their reliability. I mean, it was only one race, but they there was no squawking from anyone on Red Bull's side. And the post-mortem of the race itself, usually they'll be like, yeah, we were facing a little bit of trouble here and there because Red Bull loves to put on a, a very good face for the race itself. But then we'll talk about it afterwards uh, being like, yeah, we actually struggled a lot. It's like, well, you that's actually a cooler story if you talk about struggling during mm-hmm. the race weekend. But OK. But I think that Red Bull didn't really talk about any problems from last week. So I think they're they're probably going to see the podium. I think I would love to see Checo win this race. To see mm. Checo so close to Mexico, there's going to be a huge contingency yeah. of Mexican fans there. I, like, I am very excited to see that. Uh, to see the support that he gets at that Grand Prix. He gets so much support at uh, at Coda when they have it at the Circuit of the Americas. Yep. And then the Mexico City Grand Prix, Las Vegas, we'll see people out there supporting him. So I would love to see like Checo really showing up and like fully arriving as not the support of Max Verstappen, but someone... Because he dominated last weekend. Max dominated a little bit yep. more, but Checo destroyed everyone else by yeah. comparison. So I think that we may see Checo on, if not on the podium again, I'd love to see him win this race. But it'd be nice to see a Ferrari. I mean, I want to see Car- I want to see Carlos. I'm still pulling for Carlos. All right. I'm striking out mm-hmm. all of my other predictions. I think Carlos Sainz Jr. will win the Miami Grand Prix and somehow he will also play second and third to make up for uh, both races that he, he was robbed of, uh, that he was he was out of these past two races. So I'd say Checo wins, but maybe it's a tight battle with Carlos, and I'd like to see Carlos get fastest lap. I think that Charles and Max might take each other out. I think that it's a matter of time. I think we're going to see that, though. We've got enough races under our belt where they've battled enough. Now that Max and Charles will both be solid in reliability, I think we're going to see them take each other out. Uh, mm-hmm. It's bound to happen. It's got it's got to happen at some point. You don't fight that close for that long with that much of a relationship and not come to blows at some point. Having a racing incident. How about you, Johnny? What do you think? Well, I love your uh, I love your your concept for Carlos for Carlito. <laughs> Little Carlito, especially. Especially appropriate, uh, and I'm going to keep trying as as much as I can to make connections to uh, Carlito's way. Mm-hmm. In that little little Carlito signs uh, at the end of Carlito's way, mm-hmm. before he meets his demise yeah. at Grand Central Station, tragic demise. at the ha- at the hands of uh, Benny Blanco. Luis Guzman. One of no, the no, no, no. Luis, Wait, oh, no, he doesn't it's play It's John Benny. Leguizamo. John it Leguizamo. is. I'm pretty sure Luis Guzman is somewhere else in there, in the mix. Yeah, he's, he, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry to John Leguizamo for confusing you with Luis Guzman. Uh, <laughs> that's that's, a pretty, I'm so that's sorry. a pretty rough break there. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> when Carlito is on his, when he's at Grand Central Station, they're getting on a train. You know where the train is going, Corey? Oh, what are it's they going, going to Miami? <gasps> They're going to Miami. That's the, oh. that's their promised land. So okay. uh, to me, that means that like Carlito's car is like just like craps itself during qualifying completely yeah. and is yeah, like probably. unable to be repaired before the race or or his car like accidentally sinks in the fake plywood water. What about this? What about this? I'm going to counter with Carlito's way to Carlito's revenge. Uh, and he, fa- he actually mm-hmm. makes it to Miami mm-hmm. and takes the mm-hmm. city by storm. <laughs> Beautiful. I, uh, uh, I think that, I think that tracks perfectly. Um, other than that, uh, I think, I think we're going to see Max is either going to dominate or, mm-hmm. uh, or have a car implode on him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think we're going to see K-Mag in the top four. Okay. Yeah, he's... I think we're going to see something something happen there. He's been nipping at it. I mean, he really yeah. has been. Uh, and also... Uh, I was watching a little interview with uh, with uh, old Shovey uh, Shovlin over there at uh, at Mercedes, who's the technical uh, director there, um, chief technical officer, and he said that it looks like Mercedes is actually bringing some upgrades to Miami. So we may see a Mercedes that isn't struggling so hard to lead the midfield. We may see them just start to actually dominate the midfield. Which is kind of what I'm expecting at this point. I, 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 yeah, I, I think the championship is gone. There's no chance of the championship, but I think a midfield domination is is entirely possible. I mean, I'd like to see the porpoising get under control and see yeah. that potentially have a major impact on uh, on how the rest of their season goes. But you know, we'll uh, we'll see. Fingers crossed. I mean, I I think the porpoising is exactly what you need to navigate those uh, yeah, cha- Miami. choppy ocean waters. Yeah. You know, that's I mean, uh, come on, the Miami Dolphins. This is like uh, this is Mercedes's that's track. It. It's, um, that's basically, oh, yeah, yeah. God, practically porpoises. Yeah, um, um, yeah. So all, all coming together. And then my my final prediction is that there will be stuff leading up to and surrounding the race. That will be some of the cringiest of cringe yeah. that we have seen in Formula One. But I think I am optimistic that it will be uh, forgotten because there will be a fantastic race that unfolds yes. on the track. Yes, this will be a footnote uh, on on several social media feeds and meme accounts, uh, all the silliness that happens. I mean, I'd say that we're. There's obvious the obvious choice for Tubbs and Crockett would be Lewis and George, right? Uh, obviously, because Lewis is mm-hmm. a black man, so that would be the easiest thing. But they're in a Mercedes, so I don't think that they should do that. But I think we are probably we're probably going to see that. We're probably going to see Lewis and George in like a Tubbs and Crockett uh, getup, which will be even cringier than seeing Carlos. I, honestly, if, and Charles. if everybody can just show up in dope. 80s Miami streetcars like I'll yeah. be I'll be thrilled with that. I don't care if they come out, you know, uh uh wearing dolphins football uniforms and and whatnot like <laughs> I don't I don't care. I'll I'll do oh. it as long as they bust out some sweet vintage cars. I bet that we'll probably see. I mean, if if Formula 1 has any sense of uh of of importance i think that we will see the drivers parade i think we're going to see some some ferraris out there or we may see some lamborghini countaches out there uh for the drivers parade because the i mean we got to see either a tessarosa or a countach on the track at some point this weekend like it ha- it they'd be so foolish not to do that I um, I hope so. I just I worry but... that everyone will be that that all the manufacturers will instead just push for like advertising their most modern you know yeah. current stuff, which is yeah, which is probably. I mean technically a, a Miami vibe as well. But come on, white Testarossa, please. I yeah, just need please. I just need a white Testarossa. Come on, come give on. me a white Testarossa. Give me like a seafoam blazer with like a pink Mm -hmm. big collared shirt with the sleeves like tucked and rolled give me some white pants give me some pointed loafers like i want to see some mirrored sunglasses (laughs) i need this like we it's such a it's such a foolish oversight if we don't get this i think all we have to do is look in daniel ricardo's direction he'll that's a good point i think he'll 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 show up strong Oh, maybe oh, uh, there's no way that he'll hear this. Um, but if there's some way that this can make it to Daniel Ricardo, uh, if no one else is going to do the Tubbs and Crockett thing, I would be perfectly happy seeing uh, Daniel Ricardo do a Tubbs and Crockett thing a la Two Face, <laughs> where he's half Tubbs and half Crockett. <laughs> I'd be willing to, <laughs> to go for that too. Um, so does that mean half blackface? Is that yeah, what you're exactly. suggesting? That's literally. It would be the only way. It would like be. I'm not 
giving the okay for this, folks. This is not a green light to do blackface if you only do half your face in blackface. This is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying if anyone can pull it off, and if I'm going to give anyone a pass to do that, it's going to be Daniel Ricardo in promotion for the Miami GP, the inaugural Miami GP. You only get it once. You can only do blackface once, Daniel Ricardo, and it has to be half, and you have to be playing Tubbs and Crockett. It's the only way. It's the only way. Um, it's a lot of qualifiers wow. and a lot of caveats. Uh, but if you do, I mean, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, so I'm sure he'll uh, respond to the call. Oh yeah, truly. And there's no way his media team would ever be like, no, maybe you don't do that, Daniel. Um, all right. Well, Well, um, no, no finer note than this. Yeah. yeah. uh, (laughs) Well, uh, do you think so? I, Hey Johnny, I think that there's no, no week that this question is more relevant than this week, which is. Did Formula One stock go up in the United States this past week? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for sure, like like a rocket up its ass. Uh, yeah. uh, Miami is already overflowing, has been since pa- this past mm-hmm. Monday, two weeks in advance of the race weekend. Miami has been overflowing with F1 energy. There's all yeah. sorts of events. There's pop-up shops. There's all sorts of things going on down there. And I the think, event itself you know, has the- been sold out for months, like it immediately yeah. sold out. And it wasn't a thing where they sold out and then built more grandstands. It was like, no, we've maxed out the venue. There's no, there is no general admission available. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. So that's, I think we're in, so, we're in for a treat. I think we've got we a- certainly are and head, heading into this weekend, it's going to reach absolute fever pitch. So yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah. I'm thinking whatever the opposite of the crash, the stock market crash of whatever the opposite of that is what we're going to see for the stock uh, of F1 in the US in the next week. It's just going to be a bunch of people uh, coming back to life and landing perfectly in their offices uh, and making all the right choices. Uh, That's Mm -hmm. the opposite of the 29 crash, right? Um, Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right, Johnny, where can the folks find you online? Uh, hit me up on Twitter um, uh, at Johnny Motion. Catch me there talking about all my all my things. Corey, yeah, where can yeah. the folks find you? Oh yeah, get me uh, get me on Burn Corey Burn uh, on all the social media uh, jammers. Um, I'm happy to to engage. Uh, we also got uh, the F1 files on Twitter and the F1 files on Reddit. So please feel free to reach out to us and engage with us. We love engagement. Also, for the first time, I'm going to now start to ask people to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast in your favorite podcatcher, and maybe tell a friend. Maybe tell a friend who's into Formula One. I, uh, one of my buddies who I did an improv show with was like, oh, hey, uh, I recommended your podcast to someone who said she was a huge fan of Formula One. So shout out to uh to connor mccabe for for recommending uh the podcast uh yeah uh big big shout out to connor thank you for that and yeah tell a friend tell your friends about this if you like formula one if you're interested in it especially if you're a fan here in the u.s but uh i think we're gonna have to catch up with you next time on the f1 files or the x1 files whichever (laughs) (laughs) great 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 great